So I went to the doctor yesterday. I've been really stuffy and have all kinds of boogers everywhere. And they gave me two different shots, one in each butt cheek and 10 days worth of amoxicillin. But anyways, that's why I sound stuffy. So just bear with me. But anyways, oh wait, what's my traditional info? Okay. Uh, hello friends, welcome to be how, wait, 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 wait. Hello friends, welcome to How to Be 40, my podcast that attempts to delineate what it means to transition from juvenile thinking and behavior to genuine maturity. Genuine, genuine maturity. You know what, listen, I'm too stuffy right now. Let's just kill, let's just do it. As the story goes, reported by author Glenn Boyer, it was a typical night of gambling, beer, mild rowdiness, and of course, women, at the Long Branch Saloon in Dodge City, Kansas, 1878. John Henry Holliday, otherwise known as Doc Holliday, sat toward the back of the room inconspicuously. A relative nomad, the dentist was well on his way to turning pro in his gambling career, and on this particular night, he was no doubt methodically emptying the pockets of those sitting at the same table. All of a sudden, more than a dozen men busted through the saloon doors, an outlaw horde that was anything but discreet. They had just shot up the town while galloping down Front Street and now quickly established a mob-like dominance of the scene at the Long Branch Saloon. Bullying, vandalizing, and just acting like a bunch of immature jerks, basically. Doc Holliday, seeing no real threat, remained quiet, no doubt determined to continue unleashing his gambling prowess. Then suddenly again the front doors flew open, but this time it was no outlaw gang that came through, but a lone lawman determined to apprehend the rowdy group. However, our lawman's entrance was not well thought out, and before he knew it, each of the outlaws had their pistols pointed directly at him. Now, we don't know exactly why, but what happened next was somewhat extraordinary. You see, up to that point, Doc Holliday's life was marred with poor decisions. He had erred in many what can be considered major ways. Perhaps it was because Holliday recognized the lawman from a brief interaction a year earlier, although we know that at the time, Holliday and the lawman were not friends. Or perhaps it was because simply that Holiday couldn't stand to witness an unfair fight. But no matter what the reason, Doc decided to take action. At that moment, as tension was through the roof in the standoff, Doc Holiday quietly stood up and approached the gang from behind. He then put the muzzle of his revolver to the back of the head of the gang leader, Ed Morrison, and ordered him and the other cronies to drop their guns, which they did. Then Doc Holiday along with his new best friend, Wyatt Earp, escaped without a scratch. The lesson we can learn, the point we can take with us, is that no matter what we've done in the past, no matter what errors we've made, what skeletons we have in our closet, what regrets we may be carrying, starting now and every moment forward, we can choose to do the right thing. And I can't promise that doing the right thing won't cost you money, there is no doubt that Doc Holliday left money on the table, if you will. I can't promise that 
Doing the right thing will not cost you your reputation, your friends, or your life. And I can't even promise that doing the right thing will result in people bragging about your noble adventures a hundred years from now. But what I do know is this. Doing the right thing, no matter the consequences, is always the right thing to do. Isaiah teaches us to learn to do good, seek justice, and correct oppression. I encourage all to embrace that directive, just as Doc Holliday did so long ago. Thank you.